You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history, Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. Lamont Wade Jr. was seemingly an afterthought acquisition before the season. Now, all he's done is become a key piece of the lineup and the Willie Mack Award winner for 2021. As you also know, his late-game heroics have earned him the nickname Late Night Lamont. In this special edition episode, we talk about all of that and more. Here's Lamont Wade Jr. Let me start by saying congratulations on being the Willie Mack Award winner 2021. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, it's a great honor, and I'm very excited and um, looking forward to tonight. Have you been able to think about and put into words what this means to you um i've i've, I've honestly been taking up this whole morning thinking about it and uh i'm still coming to trouble to try and figure out um what just to say you know um it's been such a crazy year um an exciting year and we just um just a very a lot of excitement going on around here and i'm just uh completely honored just to win this award we know about the tradition that the previous year's winner is the one who informs you. So can we hear a little bit about the exchange you had with Yaz when he gave you the news? Yeah, um, it was actually after the game um, last night. Yaz uh, pulled me to the side, and I uh, told me the information, uh, told me the rundown of everything, and just like, you know, the – the gratitude and uh, like uh, the magnitude of this award. Um, this is a big, a big time award for the organization. Um, and that's, he's, he also told me that the previous winners will be out there. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, my family's here. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely just going to be a great night. Um, hopefully that will be capped off with a W by us. Um, but no, it, it was definitely a great, um, Yaz was awesome. It was uh, definitely an honor when he told me, and uh, a good moment, too. What, what an incredibly emotional evening. So this all comes after you also get another ninth inning and a walk-off hit. Uh, that That's a lot to take in in one night. <laughs> yeah, no, last night was uh, last night was pretty cool. You know, um, it was a tough, hard-fought game um, last night, and uh, we were able to come out with the W, uh, big-time W that we needed. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to keep it rolling and, um, focus on our goals and our tasks and what we need to do, and um, hopefully everything will fall into place. You mentioned that your parents are going to be there for the award presentation. Your mom has become a star in her own right this year <laughs> after yeah. after watching the home run go over her head and getting all kinds of attention from that. So what, what, what does that mean to you, their, their presence at this ceremony? Oh, it means everything. You know, um, without them, I wouldn't be here, you know, um, just the sacrifice that they always uh, gave for me and my brother. You know, they worked the night shifts at home, and they would, um, you know, still have us to school on time and still 
have the energy somehow to take us to all the practices, basketball practices, baseball practices, and just running us all around, you know, taking us to tournaments on the weekends and everything like that. So, I mean, it definitely means a lot um, for me for them to be there tonight. And um, this award is for them is just as much as it's for me and my teammates too. Can I ask you a little bit more about that? You said that they, they, they worked night shifts. What, what did they do and what, what was that like for, for you and your brother? Um, yes, my, both my parents, well, my mom still works at the downtown post office. My dad was there, but he's retired now. Um, but, yeah, they would work at night. Um, and during the day, we would be in school, and they would be um, rest at home resting, and then they would somehow, you know, still be able to come to all our games, <laughs> all the practices and everything like that. And um, But, yeah, they would work the night shifts. Um, and they do that for a, a long, long time. And like, um, like I said, my mom is still still working there. So, um, this might not be an easy one for you to answer, but I definitely want to ask it. What what characteristics do you think you provide that that led your teammates awarding this to you? Um, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like you know, being a good teammate. In the, in the locker room, and, uh, you know, it's such a good group of guys in there. You know, it's, it's so so easy to get along with everybody in there. Um, and it's also really cool, um, the kind of mix that we got. You know, we got a, a lot of guys who have accomplished great things in this game and on the field and off the field. And we just have a bunch of great role models and leaders in that locker room that, I mean, it's just um, – it's a it's an honor and a privilege to be able to go in there and play with these guys. Um, it's amazing though because you're mentioning that, and, and and not only do you have veterans, you have veterans who are having huge seasons. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure Brandon Crawford's name came up in this conversation throughout the clubhouse as well, for example. So I think that's what strikes me, and I wonder what you think about that. Like obviously, in a short time as a new teammate, uh, you've really made an impression. On, on everybody in there uh, to, to, to be acknowledged in, in this sort of a way. So, so how did you sort of attack that role when, when you joined the team? Um, well, I would say it was, it was, it was a really easy uh, transition coming from Minnesota to San Francisco just because um, everybody in this organization is just, you know, um, very classy, very, you know, just high character uh, men and women in this organization. Um, so, I mean, I was, I feel like when I came to spring training, I was welcomed uh, with open arms by everybody. You know, first person I think I greeted was uh, LJ, who went through the, uh, on our training staff, who put me through the, uh, the COVID testing. And then the next person was a handshake and a smile from, you know, Cap. And then it just from on there, it was every person I met, you know, it was, we uh, would take the time to sit there and talk for a little bit. So, you know, it was, it was always just a, I felt like it was just an easy transition just because it's just the people that we have in that building. Um, they're great. And uh, everybody's just really pulling for each other's success. And I feel like that's why we've been having such a great year because, you know, there's no, it's a lot of, it's a very selfless, you know, selflessness um, locker room and, and guys are really pulling for one another. Uh, continuing that, by the way, your world seems very different now than it was six months ago. How would you describe the journey you've been on? Um, it's, it's been a, it's been, a, it's been a kind of crazy journey. You know, it's been a lot of, a lot of ups and downs. But you know, um, it just shows that you know you just got to keep pushing and keep working hard. You know, um, 
everybody uh everybody's trying to separate themselves and and, and do things and you just got to keep trying to you know um just be the best as you can be on and off the field and uh just keep developing and growing as a man I always like to ask people who, who I think, and I, I think this is you, achieve amazing things in a short period of time, even though I know maybe to you it doesn't feel like a short period of time. You've probably been working on this your, your whole life. But to go from where you were to where you are now this season, uh, that, that's, that's an unbelievable achievement. And so I love to ask people in that position what their advice or message is to others who are also looking to achieve goals and dreams. What would you say? I would say that just just keep working at it, you know, keep going and never and always never forget that um you're not that far from reaching it, you know, you just got to keep pushing through it. It's going to be hard, you're going to have tough times, you're going to have a lot of trial and error. Um it's going to be a lot of times where you feel like you know you question yourself, but um you got to push that doubt to the side and keep working and pushing hard for your goals and know that you can get to them. All right, let's uh, let's dive into what happens to you after the eighth inning ends, uh, because you, uh, you you go somewhere in the clubhouse and put a cape on or, or something like that. Uh, what, t- tell me about this transformation. Well, really, I, I really wish that these at bats were happening earlier in the game. Um, <laughs> I'm really not. I, there's no there's no formula to form or anything like that. I, I really wish that they would happen early in the game. For some reason, they just happen later. Um, but now, um, nothing changes, you know, you're just trying to, you're trying to run off, of, run off the plan that Eck and uh, JV put together for us. And, um, you just try and go up there to your best of your ability to get a job done. You want to come through for your teammates. And I feel like it's a different person each and every night, you know, like at any point in our lineup, somebody will always more than likely get it done. And it's just been a lot of fun watching our offense play and our, and our defense as well. Which late inning nickname do you like the best? By the way, I, I like the late night Lamont. Um, I think the best. I, I think yeah, I, I like the late night Lamont one. Yeah, someone someone brought up La Ninth also, and I know that 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 one's out there too. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've been hearing them all. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think the, I think the, the my teammates and the fans have been having a lot of fun with it. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's always cool uh, when you can contribute and help the team win. And, um, you know, I think everybody's having a lot of fun with it. I know you said your approach doesn't change, that nothing's different and whatnot. But, like, I, I think even when I watch your success there, I think of someone like Camilo Duval, who's gotten a lot of attention for how calm he seems to stay in big yeah. situations. Do you think you've got a little bit of that, too? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Duvall. I mean, he's just been lights out. He's been really fun to watch and really fun to play behind. Um, and like you said, he's he is very calm up there, especially for a young guy like him, you know. Um, but no, I think yeah, you just you, you can't get too you can't get too high or too low. And um, this game is very humbling, and um, you just want to stay in the moment and try and focus focus on the best of your ability. So to try and uh, get too emotional in times like that, I feel like. Um, don't really benefit you. And then, honestly, I think you can say that for every guy who comes up in those situations in our lineup, they are always calm and, and ready to go because I feel like um, they've always prepared. Is there one ninth inning success story that that stands out? Do you have a favorite? Um, I, I would say the the Oakland the Oakland yeah. one. I, I, I don't know if it, I think it was the ninth inning in Oakland, but yep. yeah, um, yep. in Oakland. 
for sure. I think that was um, probably my most memorable one for me. Yeah, I, I mean that was that was one heck of a moment in front of a huge and very energetic crowd. Uh, yeah. I, I, when you talk to people who have moments like that, I've talked to ball players who have moments like that. They sort of feel like they're floating around the bases, or they don't even remember it. Do you, do do what? Like, what do you yeah. recall from that? Honestly, the only thing I can really remember is how loud it got when um, when I hit it. Um, like you said, running around the bases, I don't really remember too much. <laughs> uh, I just remember that, like, like you said, the crowd. The crowd for that whole series was was unbelievable. It was. I feel like it was split. Um, split fans, you know, they were che- some cheers for the A's, some cheers for the Giants. You know, it was just a very lively crowd. And I, like, uh, the only thing I can really remember is how loud it got when I hit it. Um, take me through the anatomy specifically of the win on on Thursday night because I am interested. I know you guys all say oh, the, the approach is the same, but but I also wonder about the the way a situation can affect that. So bases loaded, one out. A fly ball will do it. The infield is drawn in. What's going through your mind when you step up? Um, put the ball in play. You know, you, you got to put the ball in play here. Um, that's the biggest thing that was going through my mind um, in, in that situation is that, you know, the infield's in. You got a little bit more room to play with, um, but you just got to put the ball in play. Um, so you, you know, you don't have to get too big here. Um, anything, almost anything kind of in play will, will work with the way Dougie runs at third base, you know. So um, I just felt comfortable just if I could just get the ball in play, I knew Dougie was going to get in because of how fast and great of an athlete he is. Uh, I know it's probably frustrating. Fans always think in that situation, well, just hit a fly ball, as if you can just hit a fly ball uh, when, whenever you want. But but is there a specific type of contact you're trying to make? Yeah, you're trying to make good contact and put, hopefully put something in the air. Obviously, um didn't do that way, but um, <laughs> but more, more times than not, you would like to put that ball in the air to the outfield to, um, to give your runner at third base a better chance of scoring. Um, Luckily, Christian Walker. Luckily, last night, Christian Walker was just out of his reach on a on his great dive attempt that he made. Luckily, it got past him. But um, usually, you would like to try and put that ball in the air, so give your um, give your runner a little better chance of getting in there. And, and that hit was off a left-handed pitcher. There was that thing at the beginning of the year about you versus left-handed pitchers. Do you feel like that's fully in the rearview mirror now? Um, no, I mean I'm still working on that. I mean. Um, I definitely don't put it in the rearview mirror. I, I continue to work against um, the lefty machines every single day. You know, trying to get better at that. I know that's uh, a weakness, a weakness that I need to get better at. So I continue to work on it each and every day. You know, we talked about the fans and what they think in certain situations. I've really noticed this. the The fan base here seems to really connect with you in a special way. How would you describe that relationship? Oh, they're great. I mean. Um, Every single day we run out there, you know, to when they even when they read off the lineups and they and they they cheer for you on your name, you know, uh, when your name is called. I mean, it's just it's just so it, it gives you that energy, and it really shows the their appreciation that they have of you. I mean, I mean, just to listen to them roar when they when you when they call your name is really cool, and when you run out to the outfield. They're always cheering for you and talking to you and everything like that. I mean, the, the fans have been great all year, and we relied on them all year, and we'll continue to rely on them in the playoffs. Uh, speaking of a connection, uh, based on this award that, that you're receiving, you've obviously connected with your teammates 
as well. And I, I, there's not one player on this team who hasn't talked about what a great clubhouse it is and no clicks and everybody's really nice. I wonder if in any way it goes deeper than that, though. Like what really makes this clubhouse work so well in your mind? Um, that everybody's focused on the job at hand and focus on the goals that we set in spring training and really bought into the, the process that we have going here. And um, also I feel like with that being said, everybody is pulling for one another because we know that um, in order for our goals to be accomplished, we're going to need everybody in the locker room. So um, I feel like that's why we, I feel like that's a big part of it, of, of us being a tight group is because we want to, we want to accomplish goals and we know that, we're going to need every everybody in this locker room to achieve that. So, um, you know, I feel like that's why we're, we're getting along well so well. You, you mentioned that everybody bought into the process back in spring training. How, how did you all get there? What did the staff do or show you uh, so so that suddenly everybody across the board was like, yep, we're, we're in, we like it? Um, they they showed they showed that they that they cared about us and that they that they really believed that we had that we had the people in that room to do it. Um, so anytime that some that you hear you know that you, we believe that we have something special and you know in spring training usually everybody really bought into it and it, I mean when you have leaders in in the clubhouse like Buster Brandon uh, both Brandons. Um, Evan Longoria's, and I mean, you got you can keep you can keep going, but you know, anytime that you see these guys out here busting their tails every day, I mean, everybody else is. I mean, how can you not follow and jump along? And um, you know, yeah, absolutely, I totally get it, and 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 it's it's led to a situation where uh, it's been a, a very successful next man up type process as well with everything that's gone on. And you're in the midst of that right now. You you get the Brandon Belt news. You knew it would affect you directly. What was your first thought? Um, first thought was I hope that that Brandon's okay because um, he's he's been he's been unbelievable. I mean he's been a great great guy on the field and especially off the field. And Brandon's a great teammate, a great guy, someone that you can lean on for advice on anything. And I have um, this whole season. Um, you know. You just hope that we can get him back. We hope that we can keep winning so that he can come back and play. You know, um, he's been a huge part of what, what's been going on here for a very, very long time. And uh, you never want to lose a guy like that. So that's that's the first thing that went through my mind when I um, saw the injury news. What about the idea, though, of of subbing in there behind him? What what did, You said he's given you a lot of advice. What advice has he given you about playing first base? Um, you know, just just tips and pointers on how to how to play the position. I mean, he's been, you know, he has all the accolades over there. He, you know, he's one of the best defensive first basemen in, in the game. You know, so I mean, he's always, um, you know, tells me stuff like, you know, you got a lot more time than than you think over there. The mental clock over there, um, you know, just 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 things about how to play the position the right way. And I mean, what better guy to, to learn from than Brandon Belt? Where are you most comfortable on the field, by the way, in terms of position? Um, 
I, I mean, I would guess I would have to say the outfield for sure. I mean, I mean, coming up through the, my whole minor leagues and college, uh, most, well, not really college, but uh, most of the minor leagues at, in the outfield. So I would say since I had the most games in the outfield, I would feel most comfortable in the outfield, yes. Okay, but then how does how has first base been coming together? What's been your evolution there as you started to get a lot of reps over there this year? Um, to realize that you have more time over there. Um, the ball comes off hot over there, so you, sometimes you don't really catch to feel the ball clean. Um, but you got to know to not panic because you got a lot more time than you think. You're a lot closer to the bag than you think, and uh, you always got the pitcher going over there. So um, I would just say the biggest thing is just to slow down, knowing that you can take your time over there and, and get the job done. Inside Giant Moments podcast with Lamont Wade, and we've got more coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, continuing with Lamont Wade on the Inside Giant Moments podcast, let's dive in to this race uh, a little bit. This is I keep hearing the word from fans, stressful. But it's probably different for those of you who actually get out and, and your energy is out on the field. How how's it yeah. been for you guys? I think it's been exciting and fun. Um, you know, and we're, I feel like anytime you get to compete and uh, you know fight for something like this, it's it's exciting and it's a, and it's a fun challenge that you want to take on. Um, I feel like everybody in the locker room has been has been focused and and taking on this challenge in a, in a, in a fun way. And then I feel like we nothing's changed and we can just continue to play the same brand of baseball we've been playing all year, that we would be fine. And I think everybody believes that. Do you guys think at all about, I mean, with such a narrow lead, you know, one, one game against them, if it had gone the other way, uh, you guys would be sitting there essentially tied right now. I think of the Mike Talkman catch and your hit that came up that next inning, like, do those when you guys get down to the the final week like this? Do, do some of those memories pop in your head? Um, I mean, sure, they they could, but I feel like everybody is really focused on in, in the moment. Um, um, you know, we we realize that this has been a real special year, but we also realize that this that we also have not achieved what we really wanted to achieve yet, and we still have something that we're fighting for and that we're striving for. And I think everybody's up for that task and really enjoying enjoying this moment and just uh, really looking forward for this for this battle. Uh, of course, you want to win the division. You're in great position to do it. I think the fan base really wants this, maybe even more than normal, because the Dodgers have won so many NL West titles in a row. But I, I wonder for the players, where are you guys on this topic from an emotional standpoint? And I don't just mean winning the West. I mean specifically uh-huh. finishing in front of the Dodger team that gets so much national attention as the quote unquote best team in baseball? Um I don't know. I don't I don't really think that that's 
too high on, well, me personally speaking for myself, I don't think that's really high on my list as far as it just, you know, I'm just, I would just, we're just, I'm just focused on, and I feel like we're focused on just winning, 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 the, winning ball games, winning the ball game that we have to play today, winning tonight. I feel like we're just focused on one game at a time and focused on what we can control. And um, I feel like once, if we can do that, then the, the chips, everything will fall into where it's supposed to fall. Well, my man, you, you can stay in the moment, uh, but I'll also circle back to congratulate you again on a Willie Mack Award because that's not something that stays in the moment. That's forever. Uh, that's something that uh, everybody will remember forever. You'll get to come to these, obviously, in future years, no matter what happens in your career, and I wonder how that thought resonates with you. Oh, that's it's, – it's an honor and a blessing, you know, like it's – it still really hasn't hit me yet. I really feel like it's going to hit me when um, I address address the San Francisco fan base tonight. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's just I'm just really excited and um, really honored for this. Um, just appreciative, and I, I just don't know how to explain it. I just really <laughs> think that it's going to hit me when I when I address the fans tonight. I'm just really excited to get to the ballpark today. Well, uh, good luck out there. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations on the award. Congratulations on Late Night Lamont. And, uh, and, and thank you so much for spending this time. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words... T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.